For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The biggest series live on HBO Max. Catch Max original Peacemaker, starring John Cena. And don't miss HBO original Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Discover all of this and more on HBO Max for just $9.99 a month. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 230 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And today I'm back again with Ken and Zoe. What up, fellas? What up, Corey? What up, Zoe? What's up, brother? What up, Ken? What up, Corey? What's up, the I Love family? Man, excited to be back with you guys. I think it's been a minute since the trio has been together. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but when we don't record, there's still plenty of Jackson State news going around, so we get behind. So now we're playing catch-up. Got that right. (laughs) Obviously, some huge news dropped recently. We've all been waiting on the news to drop, obviously, with Coach Brent announcing his retirement towards the end of the season we knew that we would be looking to fill his shoes and we heard all the rumors i think uh jeff goodman was the first national reporter to break the news uh you know here on tiger talk let's be honest we're fortunate and privy on a lot of things here uh, on the show that you know we don't speak on until the university makes the announcement so we knew but Mm -hmm. it's official it's been official for a minute now but of course coach mo williams i still call it maurice i think he kind of let that name go maurice no, I, call, mo I, I call him peanut, peanut. we call him peanut, peanut. <laughs> maurice mo peanut coach mo new head coach at jackson yeah. state university so fellas i mean i know for all of us because that's kind of not in our age range you know we've known this guy since he was young yeah. i know ken has a personal relationship with him played with him but you know we've right. all you know known him since he was a kid you know at, at murrah and even prior to murrah because he was a breakout star on the jps scene so this one kind of hits close to home to seeing uh you know one of our guys uh, mm-hmm. becoming the head coach of our my alma mater the i love jackson state university so i guess just uh, real quickly i guess the initial thoughts when you first found out um for me, uh, I knew I had to be there. Uh, like you said, I got a personal relationship with Mo. I uh, grew up with him. I'm a year older uh, by grade, and um, we didn't officially play on the team together, but I was um, the closer we got to playing was uh, JV at Murrow. I was 10th grade at Murrow. He was ninth grade. They won the city. We went undefeated. And I, our very own A.D. Robinson was actually the starting point guard for the varsity team. Captain Robinson. Captain Robinson. And then uh, 
Coach Tamika Reed was on the on the women's team, but that's just need to hit. Now that's just tell you the rich tradition that Murrah. Hey, that's at at the I love that Murrah. So, that Murrah squad with Coach Reed. That's a whole nother show, and we will. That's do a that whole nother show. Point. Shout out to Coach Jackson, by the way, Coach Jackson. Oh, yeah, you Anna know Jackson. that Anna Jackson was the was the legendary goat. Anna Jackson. Legendary. So when when we got the news, man, it was um it it, it was near and dear to my heart. I mean, I was excited because we know that Mo is a a son of Jackson. Um, he you know, I like I said, I wanted to be there. Um. I wanted to, you know, just welcome, welcome him when he first, um, when we first got the news, I, I hit him up and just said, Hey man, welcome home. Congrats. You need anything. Let me know. But initial thoughts was excited. Um, I felt like this is a great opportunity for us to build on the momentum that all of the programs that are happening, the, the athletic programs at the university, um, uh, uh, without saying anything else, I want to say, you know, thank you to coach Brent and, um, you know, shout out to him and kudos to him for his his uh, years uh, right around a decade at the university. And um, we know he's going out on his terms and, you know, we thank him and we salute him and we wish him well in his next endeavors. And like you said, this is a new era. Mo knows basketball. He's a champion at, at each level. Um, he won a championship in college pro and uh, we expect him to come in Jack State and win SWAC championship for us. So, uh, very, very exciting and looking forward to what he brings to the table. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm very ecstatic uh, about Peanut coming home um, to take the head coach's job at Jackson State. Uh, first and foremost, uh, being that he's a, a former NBA player, but not only the position he played has a lot to do with it as well, man. Knowing you got a quarterback that pretty much ran, uh, you know, ran, ran a team, uh, have great connection, like I said, you know, won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James and was the quarterback, you know, alongside LeBron of that team. If you actually go back and for me with that particular team that won that mm-hmm. championship and to know that, uh, you know, he has a wealth of experience, a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, um, he has an affinity for Jackson like we all do. Right. Um, and Mo didn't go to Jackson State, but if you know him, um, basically his entire family was Jackson State for the most part, like a lot of us. And so he's uh, born and bred uh, JSU like the rest of us. He just didn't attend JSU. And he pretty much hit on that, you know, and some um, things that he, he spoke about. You know, he has a love for Jackson and he has a love for Jackson State. And uh, and the fact that he has that is going to bring that, you know, onto, uh, onto Lynch Street uh, with the connections that he has and, and uh, with a now chip on his shoulder to prove something. I think it bodes well for us. Uh, there are a lot of uh, moving parts with this that we, you know we'll touch on later on, I'm sure. But just on the surface, from the initial hire, man, I couldn't be more happier. I think we hit a home run with this move. Um, also, with uh, not only did he and Tamika, you know, they grew up together. Uh, they're, they're they're friends, and so even to have that rapport among two coaches uh, from the, you know, the success that the women are having, and you know, knowing more, he's going to want to match that. And so oh, just yeah. imagine if we get that same uh, energy amongst the men's basketball program as with what we have with the women's program. And we've never had that at Jackson State at the same time. And so to have that as well as with co-prime and, you know, uh, tying on to both programs, I think mm-hmm. we're actually in the process of getting to a new golden era in Jackson State Athletics. So I'm ecstatic. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And you, you talked about his you know, family members going to Jackson State. And of course, he didn't go. But Mo has been a supporter of Jackson State throughout his pro career. And a lot of it has not been announced. It's not something you'll see in the media. And I don't you know, I don't know that it's something that he cares that people know about. But he's donated to university. He's done some things for the athletics department that, again, is just getting going on, on uh, I guess, untold. And of course, we remember him bringing LeBron years ago. Right. to Jackson State for the camp with the kids. So, you know, he didn't have to do that. Uh, so that just goes to show he's always wanted to give back not only to the city, but to Jackson State. So I think it's a, I think it's a match made in heaven. I think it's a perfect match. Uh, not only did he bring LeBron, but he also used to do the uh, Celebrity All-Star um, uh, run, um, at the, and they played at the AAC. I remember um, last time I remember uh, close to around 2008, I was uh, working Enterprise, running a car, running a ranch, and um, – I say that for this reason, because, you know, I was able to provide some vehicles for him. So I, I was kind of just watching him do a lot of things in the Jackson State um, mm-hmm. area. You know, like you said, Coach, uh, um, not Coach, but President Hudson mentioned that in the um, in the press conference, mm-hmm. how he's he's done things and donated from his heart. And, and, and yeah, like from you said, those, th- those things haven't been noticed. I mean, right. haven't been noted mm-hmm. from a public standpoint. Publicized, yeah. Yeah, when you do it from the heart, you're not really doing it for attention, and and we appreciate that. And I'm just, I'm just so happy, man, that he's uh he's our head coach now. Right. And speaking of that press conference, I know Ken, you were there, so I'm mm-hmm. dapping you up on the way in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of you guys, man, what stood out about the press conference? What are some things that really jumped out at you? I, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the university, man. The setup was beautiful. It was you know what I mean? It was just. It was. I went in. I couldn't do nothing but take pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, it was. It's elegant. It, it was elegant, man. The setup was very nice. Uh, I love the way that, you know, they, they wanted to put on a show and they wanted to celebrate. Um, they had a section off for the family and the athletic departments, um, as well as the um, foundation and, and fans. And then you had a bunch of people standing in the back, had food and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, the biggest thing was, like you said, I mean, even before I even went upstairs to the uh, to the third floor uh, to the room, I actually, I actually made it to the um, <laughs> to the university at the same time he and his family made it. So before I got on the elevator, you know, he was coming through the door and he like he called my name, like "What up, boy?" I was like, "What's up, baby?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was pumped up, man, because mm-hmm. like I said, that's and I'm sure Mo is Mo is Jackson, Mississippi, man. Mo 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 is is like I said, he's a he's a favorite son of the city, and I think um, I think he, I think him at Jackson State leading this program is just. Just what the doctor ordered. That's just what the doctor ordered, man, for our, our, our men's basketball program. So uh, as far as the press conference, I mean, other than what you guys saw, I just think the setup, I thought everything, and I thought the shout-out to Coach Brent, see some of the players in there. I mean, it was it was great. And I even got a chance to stick around afterwards uh, to connect with a lot of the uh, personnel uh, that work for the university and so forth and so on. So it was pretty good, good stuff. Well, the thing that I liked uh... – that I got uh, from, from watching it was there was a renewed sense of optimism that we mm. haven't had in a long time uh, watching him come in. Uh, but also just watching him, but, you know, and, and knowing him beforehand, you know, seeing again with him optimism. And uh, and he, like I said, he stated, he stated that he has a chip on his shoulder and he, you know, how happy he is to be home. But knowing, I think it's almost like in a sense of like coach prime getting hired, Mo doesn't have the accolades or the stature, but, Mo has a vision of what he of what he sees Jackson State or what or, or and also what the city could be, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that I took from it. There's a renewed optimism even from the fan base, from the alums, and from the crowd. Uh, I think 
for by and by, I think everybody feels that we got it right. Um, there's a sense of familiarity there. Um, like I said, favorite son coming back. And um, there's a sense and a hope and belief that we made the right move and Mo can get us where we need to be. Right. And one thing that stood out to me during the press conference while he was speaking is when he just almost flipped the script and talked about how he understands the expectation is to mm-hmm. win. Because prior yes. to that, it was more of him telling stories and some jokes and everything, mm-hmm. you know, cool. But and he said, he was like, yeah, I know, you know, looks good, sounds good, but you better win. <laughs> That's right. It's home. But guess what? It ain't nothing. Because I know what you guys expect. Sound good, look good, happy to be back home, and you better win. You better win. And I understand those expectations. I accept those expectations. Yeah. That really jumped out at me, and that just let everybody know, look, I understand this is business. Favorite son is great, but we got to win some ball games. So, and, and he talked about that championship mentality throughout that press conference as well. So, fans, Coach Mo Williams knows he needs to win. <laughs> I mean, uh, A.D. Robinson said he had so many championship rings, he needed a couple of extra fingers to hold them all. He said he, need, he put that charge on Mo, said, hey, I need you to give me a couple more. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the thing about winning. When you have a, and this is something that we we love about you know Coach Prime and, and really Coach Tamika Reed, you know playing in that same um, facility, you have you're surrounded by champions. You're surrounded by a winning. You're now part of a winning culture, and now the expectations are high, man. And I, I just think one other thing that I think is going to happen. Now that Mo is going to be the coach, I think you're going to see more people present at the games now. Yes, sir. I think the ticket sales are going to go up now because I think the interest of Jackson State basketball, not that it wasn't there, but I think you're going to see an improvement, especially with what we've seen our women's basketball program do. I just think, um, you know, the the first recruiting class that that, that, that Coach Mo can put together, I'm hoping that he's able to bring in some excitement behind you know the hire and and really get us off to the right start because he kind of touched on that he knew hey look this isn't a rebuild because i love that he said that this isn't a rebuild this is a from the, from once we hit the ground running we coming in and the expectation is to win and i'm talking about year one <laughs> you know what i mean we're not talking about no year two three now he won't get the luxury uh from a uh he'll 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 have his time you know but from the expectation standpoint he won't get a luxury of of of, of, of a lesser expectation then to win right away right and to that but, point when you talk about the attendance you are you, you can already tell just from the press conference just the support and he talked about he was mm-hmm. almost overwhelmed as he looked throughout that building and saw just you know old friends family members just people he had known since he was a kid there in that small room to show up for the press conference and of course you mentioned coach brent was in attendance and i love you know just to reiterate what you said how he showed their respect and specifically he said i don't want to let coach brent down a lot of people may not know their relationship but coach brent of course is the godfather one of the godfathers of of jps basketball from the coaching standpoint so obviously mo williams coming up never got a chance to play uh for him or even uh, technically against him maybe that freshman year as a ninth grader uh, Brent was still there uh, that 98 uh, graduating class and Mo was a freshman. So that would have been the only time, but the relationship was there. And coach Brent has always been a person who just take, who has taken all of the JPS kids under his wing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that relationship is there. And 
when Mo Williams got drafted, when he had his draft party, now Mo Williams went to the University of Alabama. He turned down mm-hmm. Ole Miss. They recruited him. Wayne Brent was an assistant coach at Ole Miss. But guess who Mo invited to his draft party? Coach yeah. Brent. A lot of people don't know that. But that relationship <laughs> was there. And the support, Coach Reed and her staff, they mm-hmm. were there. So even, you know, some of the current players were there. So their support is is definitely there already. But also to touch on another point to their relationship, I like to point make a smaller point is that the fact that they have a personal relationship like they do, and Mo spoke of how uh, much respect he had for Brent, I think there was some great feedback in regards to uh, when he made when Mo made the comment about this not being a rebuild. You know, mm. he ha- he has you know previous information and, and probably spoke at length with Brent about you know what he has yeah. as opposed as opposed to just you know looking at point. the roster uh, looking at the roster from afar. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's going to play into, you know, what moves are made and everything going forward for Mo as well. Yeah, I, I can tell you that they have spoken. They have been speaking. They're on the same page. Coach Brent is one of Mo's biggest supporters. Mm. Absolutely. So that, that's that's good stuff. And, you know, when you look at the, uh, you know, we talked about some of the players, current players being there. I think it's huge because obviously when there's a new coach, when there's a coaching change, you just never know with the current roster. A lot of times the right. nutrition and things of that nature. Right. But Mo. Coach Mo specifically said, you know, the recruiting, someone asked him about the recruiting, which we'll touch on here in a second, but he's talked about the recruiting starts right there in-house. It starts with his current players, and he mm-hmm. mentioned one person in particular. He didn't say the name. He just kind of pointed, but I think we all know that's Mr. J-Mac himself, Mr. Uh, Absolutely. Defensive Player of the Year, perennial yes, Defensive Player of the Year. And, you know, that's the first recruit. So, you know, what would it mean for him to be able to start off his tenure at Jack State with that, uh, that, that rock, <laughs> I guess, that anchor? Is in J Mac on the team? I mean, it'll mean the world, man, because J Mac is a. I mean, you have he's a veteran. I mean, he's uh like you said, a reigning defensive player of the year. Time I mean, three. he's a staple on the inside. Yeah, it's times three. I mean, he's also a local kid that you know played right here in the you know in the greater Jackson area over in Brandon. However, um, you got a you got a player that immediately gives you a chance to win. I mean, he plays winning basketball. He's a double-double every single night, uh, just about. He's averaging a double-double for consecutive years now. And uh, it allows you to focus in other areas where you can kind of, as you're building out a a basketball roster, basketball is a little different than football. We talk about football recruiting all the time, but you want a a balanced balanced team. And and, and it really just going to come down to the philosophy that Coach uh, Mo Williams decides that he wants to run with his team. And I think, J-Mac gives you an anchor, somebody that you can build around, maybe add a little bit extra, you know, uh, oomph on the inside, you know, and then it can also allow you to uh, create space by, you know, recruiting a bunch of shooters. So I'm excited to see how he's going to build it, but just getting J-Mac to return for that COVID extra year would automatically um, make this team a, a immediate, um, they got immediate potential contender. to win. They're contender like right away. So it's it's very important, you know, to to get J Mac, man. And if you get him, like I said, you got a chance. So we'll, well see. Well, to echo what Ken said, I mean, no matter what conference you ever play in on any level, you can always have a great pillar when you return a two-time defending swipe player of the year. Three, three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anytime you can get a three-time defensive get player of the year in any conference, I mean, that's a pillar to start with. Also, being that, and again, another local kid. 
you know, mm-hmm. which I know we'll, we'll probably end up making an emphasis with regards to recruiting. But when you can sit there and say that's the first recruiting, you know, you know, thing deal I got was to retain a, you know, a defensive player of the year. And I have that to build on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we we were only a few pieces from not having, you know, greater success uh, this particular season. So if I can take what good I have from the current roster and then add elevating pieces to it again, not a rebuild. You know, I could come in, you know, shooting shooting guns a blazing in that first season. So it's a great pillar to start with. And, you know, we're talking about him starting with J-Mac. We're waiting the official decision or announcement from mm-hmm. J-Mac to be reported. But he didn't wait. Coach Williams, day one from a recruiting standpoint, we got a huge announcement, man. I mean, just a bomb. Keontae Cornelius. Yes, sir. 6'2 guard, junior college guard. This guy averaged 26 points five rebounds four assists per game 42 percent three-point shooting so <laughs> man, man he, he started off hey man what an awesome first day on the job yeah i mean he i know he mentioned mo's a mo's a point guard man i mean he's a scoring guard as well yeah. so to you know uh like like joe just mentioned man you it's the position that he plays most most professional Point guards, to Zoe's point, we talked about this at length at times before. Most of them, they know the X's and O's. You can't be a point guard at the highest level and not know how to understand, you know, how to run, you know, offenses and, and even defenses. However, so when you're building a team, the, the basketball game has changed a lot, man. It's a guard-driven league. The, the, the days of the, the big man dominating the game, if you just look at it at the highest level, those right. days are kind of not the same anymore. You know, the the era of the Steph Currys, and, you know, he changed the way the game is played, and now it's about shooting. It's about guards being able to score. So his first commitment out the gate, day one, he lands a monster, monster commit. And Keontae Cornelius, man, I mean, an absolute score of the basketball, right? He's uh, and he's not just a score. He's a he's a he played the most minutes of anybody on his team. Now, the team may not have had the success that he may have felt like they should have had, but he was the number one reason why that team had the success that it did have. So uh, I think that bringing him in, you get a veteran to come in. um, And like you said, some it's your recruit. You guys have a meeting of the mind and you get to bring him in and you get to add some new blood with some of the retained players that, you know, Coach Mo Williams be, um, will be retaining, you know, as he takes over as a head basketball coach. So great, great pickup. Man, 25, 26 points a game is hard to do, Corey, in high school, any level. middle school. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you're playing at. 26 a game mm-hmm. is 26 a game, bro. So um, will that translate? Will he put up will he, will he put up 20 a game for the, for, in the swag? We don't know, but. It's a, it's a great trajectory, and I like the fact that uh, he signed and committed with Jackson State. So I'm excited to see what else he got, you know, coming for us. Well, the thing that stood out to me about this kid, Corey touched on the numbers, but there are some other numbers left off. Like, this kid was second in his league in, in points per game at point guard. Mm. Second. Also, uh, if he was inserted to the Jackson State team, he's the best free throw shooter on the team as we mm. speak, and he hadn't even arrived yet. That's huge. Yeah, that's, that's big time. 82% free throw shooter. Go 82% ahead. free throw shooter. The best free throw shooter on this current Jackson State team right now. And as good as he was at scoring, he had a very, very low turnover no, turnover number. That's important. Mm, huge. That's you know, huge. as a PG, that's that's great. He was 13th in this league in steals. Um, his assist to turnover ratio, he was 75th in the league. He's 83rd out of 100. That's outstanding. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. for a point guard that scores that much and has that least amount of turnovers. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting a very, very skilled point guard, but a great uh, ball handler with regards to turnover and not 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 making mistakes. Uh, and we need that on this team. When was the last time we had a turnover, a, a low turnover uh, ranking team? It's been a minute. Right. Um, so uh, guys would be a great asset for us. Though I thought you only had stats for football. I didn't know you were a basketball guy, too, man. man. You keep bringing the stats. It's so DeLorean, man. It's so DeLorean. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. What was another recruit, man? Day two, you know, like we said, he hit the ground running. But day two, and I know, Zoe, you're going to be equally as excited or, or even more excited about this commit. Danny does it out of Callaway. And that's why I say even more excited, obviously, Zoe, Callaway alumnus. Yeah, because you, yeah, I, I have to because you know we have all this all this murder stuff running rampant at Justin <laughs> Campus, so, so we we gotta get Callaway somewhere in the picture. Hey, it's good to know he showed y'all some love. We know that rivalry over there, but hey, he's not biased when it comes to putting this Jackson State team together because he went straight to the top twelve list of players in the state of Mississippi and went and got him a point guard, Mr. K Hunt. Keep you on Hunt. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, cream rises all the way to the north side, man. And look, Cal, Cal, Callaway. Has has been the straw that stirs the drink in JPS basketball Uh-oh. over the past ten years. Don't get and, kids started now. We'll uh, say that. uh, that's we'll actually start. true. That's actually uh, true. Uh, that's actually uh, true. Uh, Last ten years, it be true. But I was you still got the comeback. You still got the comeback. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Look, and, and and Kivion, um, he, he played with a dynamic, uh, you know, backcourt mate with uh, Deshaun Ruffin, and they were the best backcourt in all of Mississippi for the past uh, past three years. Mm-hmm. Kivion has played in some very, very, very big games nationally and held his own. Uh, he is a true heady point guard. Uh, great handle. Great handle. Um uh, he's a good shooter. Uh, he's not a high-volume scorer. He's more of a traditional point guard. Play, man, has great on-ball defense. Not not too, too tall, but outside of that, man, plays great defense, uh, great uh, passing ability, great assist-to-turnover guy, assist-to-turnover ratio. But, man, he's a dog. and has a dog mentality. And, mm-hmm. man, what a great find for us to have uh, at, at Jackson State Series. We, we, we needed him. And, 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 to be, and also, which I mentioned to Ken – you know, earlier we talked about this before at length was, you know, to get Cornelius, who's going to be in the upper class when he gets in, to yeah. know that you're going to have a younger, younger classman with this oh. as a freshman, he can sit here lower. and watch behind, lower classman, I'm sorry, to watch behind Cornelius and still provide some quality depth. So that's, that's huge. I, you know what? I, I'll say this. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a coincidence that his first two commits are point guards. I, I mean, I'm... I think um, I think he's he's sent a message out loud and clear. Now you get who you can get, but I think to land those two right away, Probably two really good it. point guards, man, are, are, I good think point. it solidifies that position. Um, again, like I said, if we get J Mac back, because you know you get you 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 got two really good uh, point guard potentials. Been undersized for both of them. However, I don't think size really matters when it comes to uh, point guard play. Like I said, Cornelius uh, proved that by his ability to actually i mean let me mention something about him too man his layup package is, is next level i mean <laughs> yes, sir. A small yes, bar, sir. Man, he got a lot of jelly man he ain't jamming a whole lot but he's jellying <laughs> that thing a lot man so i'm telling you but when you go back to you know Kivion, so like i said you got a local kid i think once again you got a kid like you said though that played in a lot of big time games there goes that attendance again because now you get to yeah. follow these kids that we want that may have a big following in the city. They're going to be over at the AAC now. So mm-hmm. I think that's the exciting part of this coach. I think he hit a home run with his first two commitments. I'm looking for him to 
really, really, really add some shooters. Because if you look at getting J-Mac back, we know, like I said, the way the game is played, if you can put the bucket, you put the, put the ball in the hole, man, you can win some games. So um, two home run commitments, and both of them just so happen to be point guards, which is exactly the same position that Coach Mo Williams played up professionally. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love it, love it, love it. No doubt, no doubt. And if we take a look at Coach Mo Williams and his coaching career, he got started as far as a college coach back in 2018, right after he wrapped up his NBA career. And that was as an assistant at Cal State Northridge. And that was under his former college coach at Alabama, mm-hmm. Coach Mark Godfrey. Uh, but he truly began coaching on the AAU circuit while he was still playing in the NBA. And that was during the offseason. So he's always coached kids. And that's similar to Coach Prime. A lot of people talk about, you know, he's never mm-hmm. coached before. And he, I mean, he's been coaching kids for the past, I don't know how many years for Coach Brian, 10, 15 or so years. And 20 years, for, man. 20 years, 20 <laughs> years. So yeah. same for Mo Williams. And I say that to say this, this is not something that he's just doing. This is truly a passion. If you ask him, I'm pretty sure he would say it's a calling. I know Coach Prime says that. So yeah, a passion, a calling. So this is something that he he really takes seriously and not something he's just, hey, I'm just going to try my hand at coaching. And let me I mean, just add, and let me just add up to that mm-hmm. too about his uh, AAU coaching. Most of it has the uh, Mo Williams Academy. I was just about to say in, that in, 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 Dallas, in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I, I challenge anybody to go just Google it, uh, the research of the players that actually came through and played the, through that academy. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Cowboys on Malik Newman um, actually teamed up. Ah, I forget the guy's name uh, that went to SMU uh, from Dallas. They got mm-hmm. drafted in the, the first round. Yeah, the guard that drafted by the Knicks. I forget his name. Uh, That's my Emmanuel quickly. Moutier. Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah, Emmanuel Moutier and Malik Newman were teammates uh, one summer. Uh, The EYBL tournament is huge uh, at the Mo Williams Academy. So, like Coach Prime, Mo is really uh, plugged in and tied in with the EYBL circuit uh, throughout the summer. Um, Also, you know, his son, uh, who's up and coming. Mikey uh, uh, is up and coming through there as well. Um, so he's connected with, with, with high school talent. Um, and again, I think we'll, the, the best is yet to come to see the fruits of his labor, you know, with those connects that he got in, in Texas as well as here in Jackson. And a lot of pros used to come through there to work out as well. So if you talk about just the, you know, we, we talk about it with Coach Prime all the time, just the connections that he has with a lot of those pros from a Draymond Green to, I mean, I could just go, of course, Monte Ellis right there in right. Dallas as well will come in and, and work out. So obviously he has those connections. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had some guest appearances uh, at the AAC like we had at the vet. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's what goes into the hire, man. I think the hire is bigger than just, you know, Mo played at, at Murrah and he's a, went on to the NBA. It's it comes down to connections. I mean, recruiting is everything, man. Look at Coach Tamika Reed, what what she's been able to do. I think when you when you have the the relationships, the relationship capital that Mo brings to this to this uh to the table at Jackson State is just I mean, it's unprecedented, man. It's unparalleled to most. Now, I know some may feel like the uh, the resume, because I know that's what we're kind of delving into now. I mean, like you said, his his time over in in in, in CSUN was um it, it was it was, it was a good it was good good to see, you know, get him into college ranks, which led to him his his previous opportunity at Alabama State. But like you said, he's been doing this since 2008, and he mentioned that in the press conference. So, um. It's a. I think it's gonna bode well for us, and it's gonna it's gonna allow him to have a continuation, and he'll be able to take some of the the lessons. I won't say losses, the lessons that he learned along the way, and bring it over to to Jackson State because he knows, like he said, 
we want to win now, man. He want to be a part of that because I think, listen, man, it's it's a great day to be a JSU Tiger. We say that and we mean that, but man, I I really believed him when he said, man, I want to be a champion too. <laughs> I don't want to be the coach that's on the campus that, I, that's, you know, what I'm saying, Coach Amiga Reed winning swag, sticking out like a sore thumb now. I win the swag, <laughs> Coach Omar done won. You know what I'm saying? You got Coach Ted done won. You got volleyball. the bowling team, volleyball. Everybody winning, and I'm the one that can't win. You see what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I think uh I think his um his his time over in like like Zoe just mentioned in the AAU circuit onto his uh, assistant opportunity and onto his previous is gonna bode well for him going forward. Right. And to that point as far as his preparation for a head coaching job, back when he was an assistant at Cal State Northridge, his mm-hmm. former coach, of course, as I mentioned, Godfrey, would bring him into a lot of the coaches' meetings, the meetings that were only for for head coaches. So mm-hmm. he just really got that firsthand experience. I'm talking about things behind the scenes, like talking to potential sponsors and you know fundraising, just things that outside of the X's and O's. So he, I think he's fully, fully prepared for this role. Now, one of the things that a lot of the you know naysayers have pointed out, and rightfully so, his record at Alabama State. That's one thing that we won't shy away from here on Tiger Talk with the 1400 mm-hmm. Club. He was 13 and 35 at Alabama State. So, uh, your thoughts on that? You know, obviously, you know, more personally. So it, it's both of you. We all you know know him well. Uh, so it's easy to say, OK, well, we're biased and it's our guy. But let's just throw it out of the window. And let's let's look at this thing objectively. A 13 to 35 coach. Why is this? Uh, I say a good hire because I'm assuming you'll say it's a good hire. But why? Why do you think this is a good hire from Jackson State? I think it I think it's because of everything that we just talked about. You know, I think um, I think if you're the athletic director, I mean, you know, this you know, this person personally you've seen him do what he do you have the relationship you know what you're looking for and i'm just not of the mindset of telling someone that does a, a job at a very high level what they should do and who they should hire <laughs> you get what i'm saying i think ad robinson has enough cachet and enough i think he's made a good enough decisions for us to allow him to do what he feels is right the head coach the basketball program he, he is we did a show on that by the way so, Corey, when it, to those that may bring up the record, it is a thing. We're not going to dance around that. He was 13 and 35 at Alabama State. But I think, like I said, you can give reasons and they not be excuses. You know, there's a lot of variables and factors that some of us are just not privy to, uh, challenges and things that he might have mm-hmm. dealt with. Some people might have felt his X's and O's. Some other people, I, I think there was some, he even mentioned it at the press conference. It was some, um, not so much at the press conference, but it, it was some, um, they dealt with some APR stuff, some sanctions here and there. Uh, maybe, some, you know, not not really the – they weren't getting the resources maybe. So how, however you want to spin it, when it comes down to whether he was a good hire for Jackson State, if I'm Ashley Robinson making this decision and I'm Jackson State, I'm not really worried about that record, man, honestly, because I see the upside for what it is that we need. I see the relationship capital. I see someone that is from this location that knows the landscape that has, like you said, um, has done more than enough and has a resume that's above just the last two years at Alabama state, because I'm personally don't, I personally believe that I don't give a that gum who you put over there as a head coach at Alabama state. They probably weren't going to do more than what Mo did. That's just my honest opinion with what he had to work with. Now somebody else could feel however they feel about that. And they can say, are oh, you just saying that? Cause that's your boy. No, I know a little bit more than what I'm mm-hmm. going to really go into, but I'll mm-hmm. just leave it at this. Um, there were some obstacles that was there. 
And there's obstacles at every university. And sometimes as HBCUs, I'm Shaq might have made this point. We have become experts as making mm -hmm. doing less, doing, doing, doing more with less, right? So when you take a coach, even our best coach, when you look at an overall record, it's gonna be sub 500. If we're really talking about records, Facts. go get the best coaches out of the out of the history of Jackson State and tell me what their overall record was. You're gonna see 42%, 47%, 46%. And from our standards, if we're looking at wins and losses, that's not really good because you're sub 500. So um walking into a rebuild in a program that had already had some turnover and you walking into your first opportunity, eh, probably didn't go the way he wanted it to go. But I don't think that that's going to be the reality for Jackson State. I think Mo has enough, um, and he's going to have the support that he desires and that he needs, you know, from our AD. And he's going to get everything he needs to be successful. So uh, those excuses won't be allowed at Jackson State because everything that he needs, he'll have. I'll say it that way. Well, also to add on that, too, uh, without even going to that, for me, at least as you touched on it, I'll even take a different approach. You know, the job at Alabama State is not the job at Jackson State. Two totally nope. different animals. Uh, the the opportunity for success uh, for Mo in particular is far different there than it is here. There's so many other par you know uh, variables. I should say I said parables. So many other variables here <laughs> in Jackson um, that are a great foundation for success for him. Um, and also, being that he's coming home, he has. I understand you want to win wherever you are, but he has even more deep rooted interests for the success personally and professionally here in Jackson, you know, and there's going to be more want to as well, because see, if you coach anywhere that you want to be at, it's just the sake of, Hey, I have self pride and I just want to win because I'm a competitor. Well, when you're at home, you ratchet it up even more because that same thing is going to be there. I want to be, I want to win because I'm a competitor and I want to be successful, but then add to the fact that I'm at home and I want to do something trendsetting here at home with my people, you know, uh, again, being on the football side, I can personally tell you, every Saturday, Mo's dad is tailgating. <laughs> Most yeah. families up to tailgating. Yeah. They, they, have, they have a vested interest in Jackson State as as well as Jackson State uh, basketball. And again, again, I'm a competitor. One of my childhood friends is coaching the women's basketball team, and she's doing trend-setting and outstanding things. Deion Sanders is coaching the football team, and he's doing monumental things. Mm -hmm. Now I, Mo Williams, in here am here in the same facet with my childhood friend and a great icon, and I'm going to do my part. You know, also, you know, so there's a triumvirate there. And like I said, I believe with that triumvirate, you know, there's going to be greater success with him being here in Jackson, more so than what he could do at Montgomery and Alabama State. So, so let me throw this in there. When you're talking about hiring someone, you got to look at the overall profile, right? There's pros and there's cons. A con is the record, and I think that I think his that that little sample size two year record at Alabama State is low hanging fruit to steal those words quite a bit. Uh, it's low hanging fruit. It's an easy out to say no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. But when you are an AD, I've never been an AD, but I've been a manager, and you're trying to hire someone in a in a in an area that you've never hired, so you want your guy in place, right? You also when it comes to basketball, uh, basketball, and just like any other program, is a program that can be built. You can build a program, and you can make something out of nothing, and it can be a thing. I think when you look at Mo, you look at the upside. You look at all the other variables as to why 
this hire makes the most sense because i believe and this is not like you always say this ain't us with our blue and white glasses on man coaching at jackson state is different and i know a lot of people hear that and they think oh yeah listen man it's different it's different than you know and i know that if they were talking about their universe they'll say the same thing i'm just telling you when it comes to coaching at jackson state it's a little different so when you bring in a coach in you got a coach that's gonna like you said fundraising a coach that's going to be able to recruit what was the biggest knock on our basketball program not to not to slight coach brent because he'll be the first to tell you this we lack visibility and you know what made our visibility lacking very noticeable is that we hired a coach that made everybody get off of their hands we were sitting on our hands from an hbcu standpoint to right. elevate our programs from a social media standpoint we never really seen our head coach on social media so when you bring in a young fiery famous <laughs> let's just call it what it is pro attractive young man you know what I'm saying no homo you're just saying just just, <laughs> just follow me on this we're talking about marketing and raising money great relationship capital uh, a, a, a coach that has the relationships and connections to recruit on a high level. So that's important when it comes to the transfer uh, standpoint. It, make it, let it be known. We are going to see more visibility from a basketball, men's basketball standpoint, right? right. I think you're going to see a spike with that. So with that comes what? Recruiting. So the better you recruit, you know, what the women just did, what Coach Prime just did. You're going to see a vested interest in a hike. And then if you now got Mo Williams going into your home, Mo Williams played with LeBron James, won a championship with LeBron James. It's the upside. It's not just this small sample size. So what I would tell anybody that say, oh, no, he he's only 13 and, th and 35. I'm saying you're not looking at the whole story because I'm looking at a man that I could hire and that I could give, you know, keys to this uh, program and, and give him the expectations and the resources that he need. You got that man and he built together a really good staff. Now they get to go in your home and you can leverage the relationship he has with Coach Prime on recruiting visits. Come on now, let's talk about it. You can really, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Look at what Coach oh, Amiga They, they go back to Dallas together now. I'm just saying. Right. I'm saying so when you look, so I, this is, I'm going to keep saying these words together, Corey and Zoe. Relationship capital. Because people think capital is all about money. It's currency. Relationships matter, man. So when you have those relationships, there ain't no burnt bridges. There ain't no – I didn't. you don't get a lot of hate from Mo. The only hate that you probably would get would be the record stuff. But as far as that, Mo has done some really good things. He has really good relationship capital and I think is going to bode well. And you can, like you said, the first two commitments. So we can just kind of wait and see, see what else he does from a recruiting standpoint. But I think – I think the trajectory is way higher than what um, the record can show. I think well, it's going to be much better. Well, well, let, me, let me tap on this too. Well, because, you know, for the low hanging fruit with that record that he has, mm -hmm. um, I challenge anybody to tell me what great record is there in the swag. Johnny Jones. Well, he has a great record? Does he? No, I'm just going to throw that out there. What's <laughs> You know, there, my point is, there is no great record. So basically, <laughs> well, I mean, are we talking versus swack opponents during conference? But see, but see, but see, about, but see, right? Tamika Reed done dispelled that. See, see, we this is what we got to do, Corey. We got to get out of the mindset of thinking that record only matters from a swack standpoint. There oh, it go. does. But I wanted to be specific because now, Zoe record, talking about, his Zoe winning talking percentage about, is going to be higher when you just look at the conference record. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe talking about a uh, overall record because 
if we just do SWAC record, then we we're never gonna grow out of the space that we're in. And that you brings got a coach and, prime on staff on staff at university. We're trying to beat FBS programs. There you go. Coach Tamika Reed is trying to beat FBS programs. There you go. So when we're talking about hiring a coach, we the expectation is to win. Why Zoe Zoe asked me a question. And Zoe, you can jump in this and I shut up. Why can't we be like Gonzaga? I I, I had I, I I paused for a minute when he asked me that, but Gonzaga plays in the you you jump in there. Actually, uh, explain uh, why you asked that question. I'll say it easy because typically when you see Gonzaga, people will say, "Oh, well, they have money." I'm like, "Yeah, but they only they only good at one sport, basketball." All right. Well, yeah, okay. they put their they put their money in there. But here's the thing: Jackson State, as well as the Swag, we're D one in all sports except football. So the thing is, resources. You know, or at least the investment. You don't have to have the greatest resources in basketball, but you you need to invest. You need to invest consistently. Well, the Gonzaga's not in the strong conference. They're in the West Coast Conference. It's two, it's two teams in that conference, and one of those teams recently just got good within the past uh, the past six, seven years, and that's St. Mary's. Before then, no one – and I, I challenge anybody to tell me all the teams in the West Coast Conference. You can't. You can't. And so – and even as it stands right now, until the past few years ago, they were a one big lead just like the SWAC. But Gonzaga consistently morphed their program because they do great non-conference. Right, but they're the only team in their conference that does great non-conference. Was it solely due to recruiting? It was recruiting, and again, they, and they then once once they got to the NCAA tournament, consistently money from that tournament, they they reinvested into their program. Okay. So, so what needs to happen is because there's great money that comes from being in the NCAA tournament and winning games, very substantial. So the thing is, invest in the basketball program because the basketball can actually financially support itself with success. Really, really can. Mm-hmm. Unlike but what all HBCUs does is now, for the most part, football is funding basketball. But basketball is a revenue-generating sport. So when the day comes that we can actually have basketball, uh, you know, financially support itself, you'll see a different product. But the thing, but the thing I made is Jackson State and any other HBCU, uh, we can be a mid-major. We really can. We don't have to be. We always give the example that we have to be Alabama or, or Mississippi State or or LSU. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Before Memphis uh, even started to invest and become decent in football, they were trash, like Bubba Dub was saying football. And y'all know it for years. Mm-hmm. Memphis is a basketball city, just like Jackson, and, and they were and they invested in basketball. And lo and behold, they took they took their resources, keep kept investing in uh, investing in basketball, and then they finally started investing in football maybe about, about 10 years ago. So but Jack- another example. Yeah. Murray State, great example, Corey. Great in the great in the over great example. So the thing is, we can do that, but and I, I I truly believe this is where the tide is turning with Mo coming over. And, and to touch on, I really feel that with the reinvigoration of the women's game and now adding Mo, I think it's not far fetched because Jackson is a basketball city. We can yeah. get to the point where we can get four to five thousand fans in every game in the AAC. When I we do it. that and we start to get some success. We can we can use Gonzaga as a model, and we could do that. All you need is two it's good years, and, and you just need consi- – look, we talk about it all the time. The key to success in everything in life is consistency and discipline. If you put oh, both man. of those together, you cannot lose. So the same thing applies to this in this sports realm. If you can have a consistent year of, of discipline and winning, guess what? Your fans will start to come. The more students will start to come. And it'll and the tide will actually change for what we're doing. I have a question for both of y'all. I just got a, just something that popped in my head. Coach Prime says this a lot. He says, 
going to an FBS school is only going to do what? Pad my landing. I'm I'm already straight, right? So he says that. He said, I'm, I'm looking to take, you know, make sure my assistants are taken care of. Yep. Um, a lot of times when you hire a coach, I think the reason why this hire makes sense is because you want to not only just hire someone. Corey, I've done this before. You mm-hmm. hire someone that's going to give you longevity more so than somebody that's looking for a quick come up. Because if you mess around and hire someone, they get hot, they win right away. It's more like a stepping stone. And, and you, you see a lot of we're trying to level the playing field. And a part of leveling the playing field, we want Jack, Jack State to be a destination uh, uh, job for coaches all around the United States. So I, I, is, is it safe to say that we have someone, like you said, that, uh, that can be the face of Jack State basketball, men's basketball, that's going to get – the locals and the natives and the alums to donate more money into the basketball, just like we do football, but it's not going to be such in a hurry, in my opinion, to skate at the first opportunity that comes knocking at the door, just because he was privileged and blessed to be able to go into an area from a financial standpoint. Now, I don't know what most finances look like. I don't know. I'm not even, but I am saying that Mo played 13, 14 years professionally. And I, I, I think that there's a, you know, got a couple contracts here and there. And <clears throat> my point is that right there in itself is something that maybe he and A.D. Robinson have had. A.D. Robinson just got an extension on the contract, so he, we know he's going to be here for at least the next five, six years, right? So you're looking for, in order to build the thing, you have to, have to, have to have somebody to stay in place and actually build it brick by brick. But like I said, this isn't a rebuild. This is more of a new era that's trying to skyrocket it to a new height. And I think there's not a many coaches that you can go get that can, I would say, re-energize Jackson State basketball. Not many from a face standpoint, the way I think Mo would do for Jackson State. So I, I, is it safe to say that maybe that hire had a lot to do with that too? That's my question. Just speculation. I don't know. I don't know his financial status, but you can you can opt out or just just my opinion. I want to throw that out there. <laughs> Who knows? It remains to be seen. Uh, we hope to have Coach Mo Williams here a long time. We hope to have uh, a lot more discussions along these yeah, lines. We, we want him to win too. Now we right. winning is everything. Winning is number one. But I will say this: you know, we've talked about the support that's needed and the resources that are needed. Let's keep in mind, Ad Robinson and Coach Mo Williams. They go way back. They've on numerous mm-hmm. occasions talked about their childhood friendship and being best friends. So, and A.D. Robinson always, this is for all of his coaches, that he is an A.D. who, he's a supportive A.D. He wants to make yes. sure that his coaches have what they need to succeed. He, he, he harps on that. Obviously, he's going to do that for Mo Williams, but it's also personal this time. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's personal. Obviously, <laughs> we know business first. But when you add that personal touch to it, you know, A.D. Robinson is going to make sure that Mo Williams is in the absolute best possible scenario situation to win so let's just look for him to have all the support all the resources even from a a coaching staff standpoint no names have been you know officially announced but you know you guys probably we all hear speculation i'm sure we can look look around that room we talked about some of the people who were in attendance we probably can look around the room but just watch from a support standpoint coaching staff on down the line he's going to have the support that he needs to succeed facilities too we still got some facility upgrades coming so Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, one final thing I I know we you were talking about, we want Mo Williams to be here for a while. Well, I I think that's that's becoming the norm 
with Jackson State head basketball coaches because he's the mm-hmm. fourth head coach in over 30 years. That's amazing. So our head coaches are <laughs> averaging 11 over seasons 10 per tenure, our last three yeah. coaches. So we hope to have Mo 10, 11 plus years at Jackson State University. I mean, he said it at the press conference. He was he like, sure you're the best version of me. I got mm-hmm. a good 20. Great point. <laughs> Great you know point. what I mean? So, I mean, imagine, you know, 10 plus years of, of winning basketball. Like you said, it, it, it's um, most young, most you know, in his thirties, and I, I, all right, man, I, I, I gotta, I gotta say this because it's just, it's just pressing on my, on my, on my heart. I think sometimes, I think sometimes the comments, you know, because he kind of alluded to some of the things he heard the noise, he heard the mm-hmm. noise, he, yep. he got a chip on his shoulder, right? Yep. But I think sometimes, as, as our own people, man, this Tiger Talk, we, 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 we get a little edgy and controversial sometimes. You do, Ken. No, I'm just I do. Uh, it's all. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you know what? You know what, man? Because we work. We all work. We all. We all work in corporate America, man. We've all seen people afforded opportunities that we feel like maybe they didn't deserve. You know, and I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Mo don't deserve, but there are some people that have said it. You know, based off the record, based off this, based off whatever, for whatever reason. I just say we see that happening all around. Me and Zoe had a conversation about something that took place with him personally. I won't go into that, but it's just something that we always see. I don't have a problem when I see my own getting opportunities that I feel like, you know, you know, that you can look past the experience thing and you look for, you look for a, uh, out of the box. There's nothing wrong with, with getting outside of status quo. And I think sometimes us as a people, we got to pause on always being so extra, uh, um, so quick to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Critical, critical of giving, our own opportunities at our institutions because those that's really what where those opportunities came for from a historical standpoint so if we're not gonna give it not that we given anybody anything i'm telling you we just spent the entire last 30 plus minutes discussing the resume because mo mo williams's resume is not a resume of a two-year snapshot it's a resume of a young man that grew up right down the street from the university that was born in, 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 in this place, man. That's very unique. And let's just call it what it is. Jackson is our home, but Jackson, Jackson is not a destination city. So it takes a unique person to be willing to come to Jackson and live in Jackson and stay in Jackson. And, and it means a whole lot more when Jackson wins. We, we talked about doing a lot for the city. And sometimes you need your own in the city, making change, affecting change. And I think we need to get behind that. Not saying that folks ain't folks, you know, God, you got every right to have an opinion about how they feel. And I'm not poo-pooing that. But what I am saying is that there is a small sector of us that get that, that, that frown on seeing us get opportunities. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. saying it that way for this reason and this reason alone, because we just saw a Super Bowl with two young 30-year-olds head coaches in the Super Bowl. And I'll just leave it at that. Because you don't see a lot of us get a lot of opportunities. So, again, I don't have a problem with A.D. Robinson going the Mo Williams route. He could have went a different route. I even said if he wanted to do a national search, I'm cool with that too because I trust the man. But when he decided to go with Mo, I said, I understand. I get this. I get this hire. So, again, man, you know, support him. Get behind him like I know we all will do. We, we, we're very opinionated, passionate fan base. And, we gonna get behind him though, but that's just my take on that. I don't have no problem with seeing us get opportunities that we see others that don't look like us get. So, support your own, man. Love your own and and build up your own. 
Well, I ended on this note that fun fact: Mo Williams played baseball, and there was a, a big uh, I guess and football. Debate. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But there was a big debate as he was coming up uh, as far as what was his sport. You know, a lot of people thought baseball, and I think he was going pro in baseball. But when you use the baseball analogy, when it comes to A.D. Robinson, the head coach whisperer hiring head coaches, he's batting a thousand. And I know we use that as a like, yes, sir. Shay or or a figure he of speech because you, you don't really bat a thousand when it comes to baseball. That that's mythical. Uh, so it's getting a figure of speech, but he's batting 1,000. So if there was he someone is. who was batting 1,000 <laughs> when they were playing baseball and they were going up to bat, I would bet on them. I would bet on them. I don't care who yeah. the <laughs> who the opposing pitcher is. So if he's batting 1,000 hey. hiring head coaches and he decides to hire more Williams until he strikes out, we're talking about getting on base. But this guy's hitting home runs batting 1,000, right? Yes, sir. Hey, hey. He's on home runs. So if you're so, batting 1,000 and you are hitting home runs, I'm betting the house on you. On your next bat up, man. So Eddie Robinson batting to, the Williams, you're up to bat. Let's go. Can I say one more thing about that? I'm gonna be quick because I just want to say this. Mo was a three sports superstar. Mo was a quarterback in middle school, Chastain Middle School. He was actually like Charlie Ward. No, no BS. I seen him. He used to go to the games. I was right there with him. He had a curveball that would run you out of the batter's box. <laughs> so he actually could have went pro in all three sports. And I personally was shocked that he chose basketball because he was so much better. He was so good in some of the other sports. Yeah. A knee injury made him focus more on basketball than he was uh, the other sports. So, uh, man, it, it's it's good hire, man. Good stuff, man. Like you said, A.D. Robinson batting 1,000. You know, great hire. I support it. I love it. I'm, I'm excited about it. And let's see what happens, man. Absolutely. Let's go. Go Tigers, baby. Go Tigers. <laughs> You know what we didn't touch on that I was thinking about was um, the, his ability to leverage NIL deals with Coach Prime partnerships. I think so. Say, so say, and another thing. If I can find it, Corey, you hell, Corey, you hell, dog. He cold blooded, ain't he? I, I, I hold on. All right, all right. And can I add one more thing? One more thing in relation to to Mo and why you would look at a Mo Williams from a. We talked about him having a relationship with Coach Prime, right? Um, Coach Prime has been, can we say Coach Prime been like the face of this NIL thing, you know, pushing this legislation to get these name image likeness deals for these players. Um, we've seen Coach Tamika Reed leverage Coach Prime with recruiting. So we talk about recruiting and landing big time recruits because Coach didn't, didn't Tamika Reed just get a five star McDonald's All-American. We see the video she commits. Mama sitting at the table. Get what I told Zoe. I said, Zoe, who was Mama sitting next to? Coach Prime. Coach Prime. I'm not saying Coach Prime is – Coach Prime is Coach Prime. And I'm he's saying Deion when Sanders. you look at – he's Deion <laughs> Sanders, man. And you got the MWA, the Mo Williams Academy in Dallas, Texas. You got Coach Prime has a home out in Canton, Texas, outside of Dallas. And they have a relationship. I feel like Mo should be able to, will be able to leverage his relationship with Coach Prime. And I, what I mean by leverage his relationship, connections, connections, um, make a call. You bring a player on a visit, um, sponsorships, NIL deals. And if that's the thing that gets that big time four or five star kid to actually come to Jackson State, I can walk right over to campus and go knock on Coach Prime's office or his door. I can pick the phone up and I can call him and say, hey, Coach, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I got. I need your help with this, 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 and this. Now we're talking about a big family, a partnership, man. And that's the thing that, like I said, it's, it's relationship capital. And it's bigger than just his record, right? So 
Um, name image likeness is going to be huge because Mo mentioned that in the press conference when he when the first question that come out about the transfer portal. We're going to hit that transfer portal and we're going to hit it hard. And I, I expect to see us get some, some, some big time game changing players. And Mo just may be able to leverage this NIL legislation and this NIL um, deals that you see players that are currently at Jackson State he can leverage his relationship with coach Brian. So we don't know, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. And I definitely wanted to mention that when we were talking about uh, why you make Mo Williams your head coach versus why you don't. Absolutely. All right. We'll see if we make the cut. And that'll do it for episode 230 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple podcast and Spotify listeners. Rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.